the Florida Gators and stake their claim for the national championship of the 1996. Here's Tebow, jump pass, throw it to the end zone, and a touchdown, David Nelson scores! Back down. You can stand me up at the gates of... Dropping back the throw, pops and fires the ball, over the middle, it's, it's Dory, it's Dory, Dory got a touchdown! Dory got a touchdown! Oh man! be turned around. Not a body yeah. within 10 yards, lofting down the sideline for Johnson, and he is... All right, it's our latest edition of Gator Glory, and, and I, I don't say this lightly. One of my favorite Gators is Fred Taylor. And if you want to symbolize the rise of Gator football that we're kind of featuring and focusing in and uh, focusing on uh, here in the last 30 years, you know, Fred Taylor is kind of part and parcel represents that. So first, Fred, thank you so much, my friend, for taking some time here as we kind of relive some of those those fun Gator days from the past. Jeff, man, good morning. I appreciate it. Good morning to your audience. Uh, good morning to Gator Nation and anyone else uh, uh, checking in. Glory days. Yeah, that's a great name. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, and and it, it's it's continued and it's had so many uh, featured players. But let's take me back first, Fred, to becoming a Gator. And there may be some that might not realize that that wasn't always the initial plan. Right, it, it wasn't the initial plan, Jeff. I um, my first visit out of uh, high school. Was the uh, the other team out west <laughs> out on I ten at other school, and uh, I visited there, and uh, you know myself, Redell Anthony, as my childhood best friend, also was a Gator, and uh, Gator great, as a matter of fact, and uh, Peyton Manning, and we kind of kid each other even nowadays, saying, "Man, what if we had all chosen to go there?" I'm like, "Well, yeah, but we didn't." So uh, <laughs> God blessed us in that capacity. So. Uh, my last visit, ironically, was the University of Florida. And thankfully, it was last. Uh, you know what they say, save the best for last. It just felt like home. It felt like home, man. I had an uncle that lived locally at the time uh, who's no longer with us. But uh, he helped ease my transition, you know, from a small town of Belgrade to a little bit bigger small town <laughs> called Gainesville. And uh, I, I, to this day, tell everyone, it was the best decision I ever uh, made in my life. Yeah, you know, we, we talk about how great coaches are, and Steve Spurrier certainly is in that category right now. It's it's Nick Saban, right? Or it's Dabo, or it's, or it's Kirby Smart. And guess what those guys all have, Fred? They right. have talent like Fred Taylor and Reno Anthony and, and Nike Hilliard and Javon Kirsten on down the line. And, and Spurrier was very effective and very productive, and he won early. He won the SEC in 91, but... Man, there was a difference when, and with all due respect to the Ernie Millses and the, you know, the, 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 the Shannon Barbers and that level of player, it was really your recruiting class and you guys who, who lifted that program from an SEC winner to a national title contender. And did you, did you feel that, at, you know, from like 93 to, to 97, from 94, I guess, when you were a freshman to 97, could you feel the momentum growing towards, towards winning it all? You know, Jeff, uh, and, and I don't take this lightly, 
And, you know, I, we sort of poke fun at all of the Gator alumni and you know, the guys from, you know, pre before I got there in 94, you know, the Ben Hanks and the Lawrence Wrights, those guys, their classes, and uh, the Mark Campbells. Uh, you see, you hear I name all defensive guys uh, because they were all jokesters. <laughs> and then after us, you know, uh, the guys, the more successful Gator teams, the uh, Brandon Spikes, the Major Wrights, the Timmy Tebow's and those guys, the Pouncey Twins. Uh, you know, we all cross paths and, you know, I'm quick to acknowledge and say the class of 94 is really where it all started. You know, I understand that, you know, they won in, uh, a couple of SEC championships beforehand. Uh, and from 94 on, if you just look at our recruiting class, I believe, you know, when, when Ike Redell, Quasi, uh, uh, McGriff, Nafis, uh, Jamie Richardson, just that class of recruit receivers recruited myself at running back. Uh, and then you throw in 95 when Javon Kirst and those guys, the Rutledges, Jay Rutt, McGrew, and those guys hit the field. Oh, I can't forget my other classmate, Ed Chester, man. Yeah. Who would have been a first-round easily had he not gotten injured. Um, so I, I really think that was a tur- turning point. You know, class of 94, just how how we got out there and, you know, the way we enamored and, and, and made things look and the spotlight was on us each and every week and the high-scoring offense, you know, kids and, and even – you know, I would cross paths with other people, uh, aspiring athletes, uh, and they would say, hey, man, I love the Gator Shield. I love your mirror shield. I love the way you guys use to score points. I love this. I love that. I love Coach Spurrier, you know, his attitude and the way he handled himself. on his- So I, I heard a lot of this from just uh, random, you know, athletes, even when I was in the pros, and, and what either made them go to Florida or the reason they wanted to go to Florida. And eventually, things sort of evolved from there, in my opinion. And uh, we had those winning years, and hopefully we can get back to that. But recruiting is the key. Yeah. And the way you recruit these days is to win. Because kids know and their parents know that if we're winning, it'll only take my child potentially three years to get go there and be out and make a million dollars. That's another reason why Bama is so successful, because they, they win, they recruit well, they win, but winning – uh, uh, indirectly recruits itself, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's a for recruiting sure. tool itself. Yeah. So, uh, in the NFTs, that's a whole nother thing, too. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, hopefully we can get back to those days. Yeah, we're going to, by the way, when we, as soon as we finish the podcast, we're going to clip out the recruiting part. We're going to send it to Dan Mullen. I'm not sure he's gotten the, the memo yet on that one, but I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. You mentioned a guy earlier, and that guy was Peyton Manning. I think what symbolizes your era at Florida, in a way, is how it uh, matched up. It mirrored with Peyton Manning and what you guys did to Peyton Manning year in and year out. I don't know if you remember um, this particular press conference. Hey, you, you might. You might, because as I recall, Spurrier may have even pulled you in and gave you a little bit of a talking to. But I, I think, was it before the 96 game where we asked you about uh, Peyton Manning and you basically told us that, well, he can't beat Florida. You know it. I know it. We all know it. Do you? How do you recall that Tennessee rivalry and, and just how fiery you know that thing was then? Yeah, I think you guys made it a rivalry. I think being in the SEC East made them uh, a rivalry. Our rivalry in our head was University of Georgia and Florida State. You know, Tennessee was a team that couldn't beat us. It was a, you know, a hostile place to travel to and play. 
enjoy playing up there in Knoxville. Uh, um, you know, uh, I can't even think of the Rocky Top. Yeah. <laughs> all that good stuff. I mean, it, it was a great atmosphere. The fans were, you know, great and supportive of, of their team. The biggest stadium from a capacity standpoint that, you know, we could play in back in those days. And um, that was awesome. But I said what I said and I stood by it. You know, Peyton, uh, although he, he's a Hall of Famer and he's a college, he's everything, all world, everything. But for those four opportunities he had against the Gators, he was just a guy who couldn't beat the Gators. And I love Peyton to his death, love Eli, Archie, the entire family. Uh, but we don't talk about that much. Just like he, you know, he could talk about how his coach dominated my Jaguars throughout his time. <laughs> but uh, those those days, man, were good days. You know, we were victorious, and those four opportunities against Peyton, which we needed, that helped us get um, closer to well, helped us win those SEC championships and get closer to the national championships that we played in. Uh, the architect of of it all, of, of course, was Coach Spurrier. If, if you could just kind of sum up, maybe in a paragraph, what what Coach Spurrier was like like for you and and for that football team, and you know what it was like to play for him. Oh, Jeff, I'm not going to toot my own horn here. <laughs> I don't know. That was a terrible. That wasn't uh, bad. I knew what you were doing. Yeah. But, uh, well, but, well, uh, well Fred, know, Freddie T, I'm, Freddie well, T's going to make well. a, here, here's what my favorite, you know, Freddie T's going to make him a lot of money at that NFL workout there. When they see Freddie T without that shirt on running that four or three, he's, he's going to get rich that day. <laughs> and he was right too. Wasn't yeah. He? That's, <laughs> hey, man, you got to love him. You got to love him for that. I love him even more for uh, my junior year. Yeah. In 96, when we went on to win a national championship, you know, I came into a little trouble, man. And uh, yeah, been young and stupid. Yeah, there's stupid trouble. You hit a good point. There's a stupid trouble, Fred. And then there's young, (laughs) right? And and, and you allow that and you let people learn from it. You don't, you know, you don't, you don't kill their future. You don't tamp it down. And, you know, I've seen coaches do things for for the wrong reason. Like I've seen them, you know, put up with something maybe for the wrong reason. And I don't think Spurrier was doing that with all for you. And, And so I, uh, it's interesting for me to hear you, you know, recall that with a with a with a debt of gratitude. You know, of course, without a doubt, it's all about learning and growing, and you know, that's something that helped me learn and grow. It actually helped me with my pregame ritual throughout my entire NFL career. My grandmother called me after I got in that that trouble back then. Coach Spurrier, he came to talk to the student union and went to bat for me, which he didn't do do a lot. And I was a kid that he believed in and that, uh, you know, he thought highly of. And I, I thank him for that. And he came and he spoke to everyone and they, they, he was hoping to get all the games dropped. Not because he needed me, because we had some other great running backs in Eli and T. Jack, Terry Jackson, uh, uh, Tyrone Baker, uh, touchdown maker. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we had some guys that were capable, but he came over because he saw something. And although they didn't drop all of the games, they did drop one game. Uh, which I, I just barely missed the Tennessee game in 96 up there. But I got back in time for Kentucky. And, and after that, I was able to go on and, and play and, and help pitch in and win the national championship in 96. Uh, but Coach Spurrier means, uh, you know, he meant a lot to me then. Although we don't speak as often now, I'm, I'm on the move. I got family, you know, and I move around. And I've missed a few of the alumni events, and I hate that I have. But uh, life takes you in those different directions. But with all the most utmost um, respect 
and uh, I'm humbled, you know, that the fact that I was able to play for Coach Spurrier, you know, uh, uh, because he is Florida. You yep. talk about the Gators, you, you can't say the Gators without talking about the greatest coach to ever coach there. Um, I know some will say Coach Meyer because he's upper ring, but we have to talk about who planted the seeds and who passed the torch to, to, to you know, be able to shine a light on the school to help build the program for decades and centuries to come and they'll talk about Coach Perry. I have an interesting perspective, uh, Fred, because, you know, professionally, I, I'm covering the University of Florida. Personally, I went to school in Florida. I, I've, you know, I watch Florida games with a di- different eye than, you know, somebody who's these, an, an These eye. people listening, Jeff, they, they know you're biased. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fine. Good. I, I, Unbiased bias. I heartily uh, I admit it. it. But what I'm saying, I guess, so I can talk to you real quickly about 1997 and the way I recalled, basically Spurrier realized, maybe at LSU that I just got to give Freddie the ball 25, 30 times and just let him run his heart out. And you did, right? That 97, second half of that 97 season, what a role you went on and ultimately led to the top 10 uh, and and a spot here in Jacksonville. Man, that is the game, Jeff. Right? That That's when it happened. Yeah. The game. That was, that was Dougie's, that was Doug's first hiccup. You know, we ranked number, number one, one. into Death Valley and, uh, you know, we had a it, it was a it was a it was a shootout. It was a good game. It was a real good game. We lost. Twenty eight, twenty one. I needed more touches. Yeah, I, those are some good numbers. Uh, twenty eight and twenty one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I need. I just needed a few more touches. He tried to find a way to get the ball out of a young gunslinger's hand, and uh, you know, uh, just give Doug just enough on his plate so he can manage the game. And uh, you know, I was able to get more carries. I remember vividly. Before the uh, Citrus Bowl against Penn State, he asked me if I was ready to carry the team on my back. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm always ready, Coach. <laughs> I didn't know he was serving up that sort of a plate for me. It's <laughs> and, uh, was over 200 you know, that game, no? Two, 234 That's what I thought. 43, yeah. 43 carries. Both are still Citrus Bowl record today, which is, a man, almost 25 years we're, we're coming up on. Wow. So. Uh, but uh, it was a lot more than 43 carries. Four or five runs were called back. I was close to the 50 mark. <laughs> oh, man. Unofficially. It's good work but, when you're uh, young, Fred. Yeah, when you're young, you can handle it. Those days. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. You can handle it when you're young. Yeah. I, you know, uh, the last question for you. I, I know you have obligations. I, I thank you so much for taking some time. I, Gator fans are eating this up, and um, you're one of our faves. But, it, you know, interesting, around that, that same time period, thoroughly enjoyed the, you know, the satisfaction, the fulfillment of winning the national title in 1996. And that 52-24 win over FSU felt especially sweet based on what had happened a month earlier. But I'm not sure that a more emotional, even more fulfilling game was the 97 FSU game. I'm just wondering where that one ranks again, maybe some some title winning games. I'm sure as a player, um, you know, the titles trump everything. But as a fan for that, that cocky number one 17-point favorite to roll into Gainesville and y'all to beat him the way you did and you to have the game that you had, uh, that one is as memorable as any in the time that you played there for me. Yeah, yeah. I was just telling um, Paul Harden, just amazing Gator, amazing person, uh, does a lot of work in Jacksonville. I was telling PH, uh, I felt like the 95 game or the 95 team is better than was better than the 96 team. Yeah. Although we got blew out by Nebraska, I just think our game plans and all of that stuff was sort of out of whack, and we didn't take the game as serious as we should have. But that prepared us for 
the 96 national championship opportunity against the Seminoles, uh, along with the loss in Doak. So those things collectively gave us a second shot to go and beat Florida State, which led to the first national championship in school history. Uh, so that's, that's my opinion on that piece. Mm-hmm. But overall, my favorite game, and I think, well, according to most fans I come across, 97, yeah. the game played in the swamp, mm-hmm. 32 to 29 victory. Uh, just because of where we were as a team, you know, we lost to LSU, we lost to Georgia. Here we have it, an opportunity to play the number one team. 18 team point dogs, Fred. 18 point underdogs yeah. at home. Oof. 40 point, 40, 40 yards. They were only allowing 40 yards on the ground. Number one rushing defense in the entire country. I had 40 yards on one carry, Jeff. <laughs> I know you did. Maybe it twice. A long 60 plus yard <laughs> touchdown run. And uh, just the way we capped that game off, the way I started it with the two fumbles early yeah. on, spotted them 10 points. It was 10-0. I just thought my my NFL dreams and, you know, from that point forward, I'm like, whoa, what have I done? Went on the sideline, said a quick prayer, got back in there. You know, coach, we started rotating quarterbacks. We started developing momentum. He was in his bag calling the right plays. We were in our bags making the right cuts and catches and making plays, big play after big play. The defense stood up, stopping the Seminoles. And, um, you know, Quasi caught the ball on the sideline, on our sideline, cut it back in field. Next play, I take it left in. A play after that, I punch it in from two or three yards out to take us up. And Dwayne Thomas Mm -hmm. got the interception to seal the deal at the very end of it. Remember, it was like it just happened a second ago. Yeah, me too. My favorite game. Of, of, of all time, and I agree with the fans, definitely the best game that's ever been played in the Swamp. I, and that's not up for debate. I love it. I feel better. That's my favorite game, too. I'm glad to see that it uh, lines with you. So much uh, Gator glory and man from 94 to 97 at University of Florida experienced an awful lot of it. And Fred Taylor had so much to do with it. And Freddie, we appreciate you taking some uh, time out. And I know you're very busy. You're, you you know still see you here around Jacksonville a lot. I know you got podcast uh, efforts of yourself that you're in, involved in. And yeah. life's been pretty good for you after football, my man, hadn't it? Just moving, man. Just, just trying not to be a part of that 87% of guys that, um, you know, that uh, go through their own share of uh, issues mm-hmm. after they leave the game. Yep. And uh, that's been my, you know, my motivation and that pushes me. But I do try and stay engaged to the Jacksonville community. Uh, I, I'm not in Gainesville as much, but I, I keep an eye open. I pay attention and I love my Gators. And, uh, yeah, man, I just got to keep pushing forward. And if it weren't for you being such a huge Gator as I know you are, Jeff, <laughs> getting that text this morning, I probably would have said, no, I'm busy. Uh, well, I can't do it. Well, I appreciate uh, it even more. But because you are who you are, <laughs> you know, and shout out to your right hand, to my man Dan Yeah, yeah. Because I know you guys are one in the same when it comes to <laughs> those Gators. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, man, I appreciate the opportunity to chop up some old Gator uh, memories, man. Uh, a couple of days ago, I watched the 96 uh, YouTube uh, of the 96 team. There's a really great video about every game from 96 that leads up to the national championship. I just watched that two days ago. Those are fun. You know, getting ready for the Florida-Georgia game. Hopefully, we can pull one out of the hat yeah. this weekend. Oof. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, you know what? You you you, 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 called, you called up a game there, the 97 97- Florida-Florida State game that's not unlike pregame what this Florida-Georgia game is. Now, I don't think this Gator team has Fred Taylor and some of that other talent, but as far as, you know, the mountain you got to climb, there, there's 
an example for this week's team if they want to look back. Continued success, my brother. Again, thanks for taking some time. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Be well. Go Gators.